Mexicanos Unidos is a politically and community-oriented group in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, working to develop a critical collective social consciousness for the Mexican community. The group was formed by mostly young Mexican-Americans living in Sunset Park as a part of the George Floyd uprising in 2020, which is very interesting because there were quite a few um, militant, um, community-oriented, um, really committed groups uh, started by mostly young protesters, protesters at that time. So just remember, folks, the George Floyd uprising may have not had a ton of legal effects, but it did have effects on organizing in the city. So with Mexicanos Unidos, which is one of one of those groups that formed at that time, um, they have been hosting since last spring a weekly unpermitted open air market with vendors of all kinds in Sunset Park, in the park itself, called Plaza Tonatia. Sunday was the last day of this year's plaza with 88 vendors there, tons of people, kids, all ages, family members. Honestly, it, it feels like an open air market in Mexico City. It's incredible. There's plata, there's silver, there's tons of food, there's toys, there's things you need for your house, clothes, etc. And And on Sunday, with the last day, there was live music and Day of the Dead celebrations into the night. It is a, a beautiful thing there in Sunset Park. So we are very excited to have Leo, a founding member of Mexicanos Unidos, here to talk with us today. Leo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amba. I appreciate you inviting us on again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us about how Mexicanos Unidos was formed um, and, and then the work that the, the group does. Yeah, it was formed um, during, like, as you mentioned, during the George Floyd uprising. Um, had a lot to do with also what happened around that same time with Vanessa Guillen um, and the, the consciousness that, that grew out of that. Um, but was also, we wanted to direct those mainly nationalistic tendencies towards something more revolutionary, more organized for the, a collective of like, also understanding that in New York City, it's not just the Mexican diaspora. It's also, we have a large Caribbean diaspora, a large Asian diaspora, mm-hmm. a large Central American diaspora, mm-hmm. South American diaspora. This is such a truly, truly, truly a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we wanted to like, um, make folks understand that. Our liberation is tied to the liberation of others. Right. And we'll talk more about the plaza that you've been organizing. But tell us a little bit about the work that you do outside of the plaza and some of the political education you have coming up and why that's so important. Yeah, we started that, honestly, through. um, Well, right now we're about to start doing more political education classes. Um, That is also derived um, out of what we deem as a necessity also. Um, And we're doing that with the plaza participants first. Um, it's a way for us to get also unity and thought, um, cause we already have unity in action. Um, so the political education classes is something that we've, um, deemed kind of necessary as something that we've also been doing internally, um, with the members that are coming in. Um, and that's really, but, yeah, we'll spend that internal time. Sorry to interrupt you, but that internal organizing time, you know, is, uh, from someone who surveys groups a lot, that that's important. So I commend you on that. But tell us a little bit about what political education looks like. I mean, you know, you're not going to go all the way into it, but, but what is someone going to experience? Yeah. I mean, I can like relate that the, the, the basic course for us, um, consists of the five golden rays by Mao. It consists of stay in revolution by Lenin. It consists of the pedagogy of the oppressed by Paolo Fieri. Um, Wretched of the Earth by um, France Fanon, and and we also include excerpts from Open Veins of Latin America by Eduardo Galeano. So that's kind of what um, 
what our basic course uh stands with stands uh what it's upholding right now um we have like advanced courses too that that consist of like readings on george jackson and more like black panther stuff um but you know we start with the five golden rays because we believe people should have the right attitude when they come to this type of organizing because we also understand everybody comes with different types of backgrounds different experiences different education levels but as long as we all have that same attitude of like we're going to stand by any criticism we get, but also do self-criticism ourselves. That's why we start with the basic attitude. Um, but that's, that's, we, it's, it's really, really, truly, truly the glue to our organization and to, the glue to us having unity in the face of oppression. And, and have y'all done, done these uh, classes before? And, and what was your experience as far as how uh, people received uh, what you were sharing? And if you felt like they were, uh, you know, really taking it to heart. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Honestly, we, 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 we are learning. Um, we also, that's also why we include the Paulo Fieri in this so that people understand that like, we're, we're not like teachers We're we're also learning with you as students um, mm. in what we're doing. Um, but yeah, we've, we've done it. Um, it. It's been successful so far, I would say uh, in terms of retention um, we've seen the beginning members after going through the study have been, we see the change in mentality and also it, it, it the change in commitment to what we're doing um, is different. But um, some folks, some folks retain it a lot faster than others. Uh, again, to, to ask folks to study it on their own time while they're also working class people, we also understand that like not everybody has time to read um, and not everybody can read. Um, now we're dealing with a lot of plaza participants. So a lot of our, this, a lot of our learning is done mainly through discussions. Um, so we learn together. Um, we, some of it is good. Some of it is bad, but we deal with it together. Um, right. Yeah. And, and um, uh, just circling back to uh, Plaza uh, Tanatia, what was the inspiration for that? And how do you feel like that in itself has, has bolstered your community as well as your organizing? For sure. I mean, I think there were a lot of inspirations for it. Honestly, I would have to say one of the main ones was uh, Chicano Park. I was out in the West Coast in San Diego and also the other Chicano Parks, the Raza Park that goes on in Colorado. These mm. are just like cultural land, like cultural pillars and communities that help with the resistance movements. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, another inspiration was honestly a motivation, I would say, was Industry City. Honestly, um, in the sense that we were saw like this, uh, just a gentrifying entity coming into Sunset Park. And now we have this, like this whole, I mean, and we see it now in the Bronx with like so bro and this like changing of names of communities that have been long, long time poor. Um, so for us, there's a lot of inspiration, a lot of motivation. Um, the, 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 the homicides and the robberies of, of street vendors, um, the, the dumping of their, of their property by, people by them by the viral videos that we've seen on 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 instagram tiktok you know where the parks enforcement is dumping people's property nypd is ticketing mango ladies uh, ladies selling mango on the train all of those things we use as as a as like fuel for our fire um but yeah right and 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 um to give a little context to the ticketing of street vendors i mean there's a lot there um but a lot of that has to do with real estate right because they want people to be in brick and mortar buildings paying rent and real estate runs the city. But um, <clears throat> so tell us about how frequently the plaza happens and um, how people can get involved. Do they sign up? 
Is it permitted? Um, you know, I think it's pretty incredible that you went from having 25 vendors at the end of last year's plazas to 88 on Sunday. So talk about the organization of it and how people get involved. Yeah, um, mainly up until this point, we've been asking folks to come talk to us in person um, at the plaza every Sunday. But now since we've um, shut it down for the year, we're also looking to, to try to get a space, honestly, so we can try to have a community center in Sunset Park where people can come and make it more accessible for them to volunteer, for them to, because um, we do get a lot of folks who are like, yeah, I'm an ESL teacher and I would love to help out with any English classes. But for all that type of stuff, we need to do more like, logistical organizing um, in the sense of like trying to get a space for all of that. But in terms of volunteering, volunteering, I'm, I recommend people reach out to Mexicanos Unidos on Instagram. Um, I know we have a couple people who monitor it. Um, sometimes it, it gets difficult, especially like after a day like Sunday when we have so many people reaching out. Um, but we definitely, definitely, we definitely try to reach back out. Mexicanos ex Unidos, Mexicanos ex Unidos at gmail.com is also another place for people to email um to do some work together right we were talking earlier in our uh, show today about the situation in in, in brazil uh, where a broad coalition of of uh, voters managed to turn uh, turn out the uh, neo-fascist uh, president there in favor of uh, former union leader lula da silva um and one of the uh, five rays of uh, uh, uh light that you all uh, uh focus on in, in your popular education is uh, the great uh, Brazilian educator, Paulo uh, Freire. Uh, can you talk a little bit uh, uh, more about who Freire uh, was and, and uh, what he, uh, he brought forward in the pedagogy of the oppressed? Right. Talk about popular education. I, w- I was going to bring that back up, too, because this is a great um, thing to be thinking about. Thanks, Leo. Yeah. Um, I mean, for us, that really has to do with the communion between like uh, the people who are learning and the people who are trying to teach. Um, and again, we try not even to use the word teach um, because of Paulo Fieri, because he tries to like also um, blur that line. He blurs that line a lot more. But for us, um, Paulo Fieri, and, and to be honest with you, it goes back to the fact that he's basing his, what he's doing is based on science. Um, it's not necessarily based on like, personal experience or any, it is based on his personal experience, but it's based on how he applied science. Um, and again, like, um, and, and, and the reason why also we, we use those five is because Paulo Fieri, he even talks about France Fanon in his writing, um, and how important that was to understand Fanon and the, and the psychology behind a colonial mind. Um, but for us, honestly, the, the, that pedagogy, ped, pedagogy is so important because, we are the oppressed and we try to explain to folks that the, the pedagogy, pedagogy that they need will never be given to them by the oppressor. Um, so I feel like that was one of the main things for us, why we felt the need to include that in our basic course. And, and Freire, as, as I recall, was a educator who worked closely with a, a Brazilian peasant groups and, and right. others who didn't have much, if any, formal education, but I mean, he not only brought his knowledge to them, but he found uh, repeatedly that he was learning at least as much from the people he had come to teach. And that's that's exactly. what uh, really inspired uh, this book. He was, uh, I think the book came out around 1964. Um, I don't think he's alive anymore, but obviously his uh, work and his uh, vision lives on. 
Yeah, and you also have um, one of your five as Eduardo Galeano, Open Veins of Latin America, Venas Abiertas de América Latina. Incredible book. Difficult book to get through, but if you can even read excerpts of that book, that reworks and really opens your mind about society. If you can look back at colonization and study everything, you'll never look back. So if, if, if any of our listeners want to read any of your five ways too, I, I encourage it. But, but uh, back to Mexicanos Unidos. So, so I mentioned earlier that, that you formed during the George Floyd uprising, um, sort of as a part of it. Uh, there were tens of thousands of people in the street at that time. I was out on the street on May 29th, the first day, a spontaneous protest, cat and dog chase with the cops, you know, in Union Square, bloody running around. The cops were totally disorganized. So were we. Um, and uh, my friend got arrested for writing chalk on the wall. And then we were out all summer protesting. And, you know, I we had one uh, uh, sort of police analyst, uh, uh, Alex Vitale, say something that rang really true to me when I was writing an article on this, which was that we didn't see a lot of legal or substantial change with the way the NYPD works in the New York City in that protest against police violence. They are funded more than ever now, right? He says that a big reason because of that was because the organizing network in New York City was not well sustained. It wasn't really there. When everyone ran into the street, it was great and spontaneous, but there wasn't a lot of sort of like really committed, well-organized, internally educated groups. And those are now forming. So can you talk about that and Mexicanos Unidos place in that and working with these other groups and what you see for sort of organizing in the city as everything becomes more tense, especially in Sunset Park, which is one of the most, you know, quickly gentrifying neighborhoods right now. You really feel it there. So yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate you. That's a great question, honestly, and so important for the organizing work, because as you mentioned before, we were doing like Bergen County protests back in like 2021. We were like also doing the I mean, that was ice protests against ice getting, we yes. brought Ryan back on it then, uh, getting brutally, brutally beat up by New Jersey cops. Um, yes. yeah. That, and yes, exactly. And that was, and, and so it's important to understand that because we also realized how unsustainable that was, um, yeah. how burnout was so prevalent, yeah. especially around organizers. And honestly, one of the big things for us was, and goes back to the political education and why study is so important. But we, all, I remember watching a video by Kwame Ture where he he mentions the difference between mobilizations and organization, and that's why we that for us was like a moment for us to like sit back, and that's why we started to base build in Sunset Park and do Plaza Tonatiu and stay somewhere consistently, um, and just build here honestly because that's when we started to organize. I I recognize that like during 2021 and parts of 2021. We were still just heavy on the mobilizing and it was just that we never really organized because nobody ever pulled out a clipboard while we were marching and, you know, ask people what they can contribute or ask people what they have or ask people where they're at and how can we organize to defeat this monster that is like has its body all across um, North America. Right. And, and what you're describing also uh, uh, provides a reminder uh, in organizing that being able to offer people a, a vision of the positive of what they right. want it, it is so crucial. It can't just all be about protests or even uh, right. you know, self-education, but the, the things like the plaza give people uh, a vision that they can get excited about. Mm. Yes. And one of our main, that's, that's also why we love Franz Fanon because one of his, in his long book of wretched of the earth, he 
mentions about why dancing and why all of this is so important for the oppressed because we get to shake all that oppression out of us and we get to like not have to use horizontal violence onto each other in the streets but now we can dance together and and shake all of these things out of our body and that's really what this past day of the dead celebration really was was a moment for that um you're right and you know um uh you can feel that when you're there you can feel that this is like a version of of what like communal support and society could look like so creating more of that space and taking up public space unpermitted is incredible and we encourage you guys to keep doing what you're yes. doing so if you want to get in touch with mexicanos unidos you can go to mexicanos x unidos on instagram yes. m-e-x-i-c-a-n-o-s x u-n-i-d-o-s on uh instagram and you said it's the same thing for gmail same thing on gmail yeah Mexicanos Exunidos at gmail.com. Leo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, y'all. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We look forward to talking to you again soon. And we'd like to thank uh, Nina Louisa Leonard, Regina Bueno, uh, Reggie Johnson, our sound engineer, uh, for helping us out with this show. And we're going to leave you. Wait, one more thing. Just a reminder, our election night special next Tuesday. Special. 5 to 10 p.m. right here on WBAI Independent News Hour Special Edition. And what's that uh, music we're going to leave with today? Yes, please tune in next Tuesday, next Tuesday, 5 to 10 p.m. I'm a sucker for Nina Simone, if any of our listeners have been following. This is I Shall Be Released, um, a cover uh, by Nina Simone. Yeah.